This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks go out there and support him. I'm about to feed him to the sharks right now. Get him hyped right now. Yeah. You know the ground is our Yeah Everybody that trains You know the game Yeah So let's get it uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game You're feeling the growth That's it's time on the mat, we put in the work Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know But we train for the love of the game The love of the art Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll, let's roll. Welcome to episode 49 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3 blue belt, two stripes. Phil Coors, A2 blue belt, one stripe. My name is Dean Lister. I am a black belt with four stripes. I used to be an A4, but I downgraded to an A3. Upgraded, if you ask me. Look at you. You're looking svelte, Dean. I agree. <laughs> you are correct, yes. <laughs> so, uh, so Phil, why don't you start in on this? Because you and I talked about this a little earlier today, mm-hmm. and, and it has to do with everyone's journey in jiu-jitsu. You know, just just so you know, Dean, you know, our podcast is about that 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 whole the campaign of jujitsu, what it is, sure. what makes yeah. people better, what makes people learn at a faster pace or at their own pace. Are you trying way. to dissect the strangeness and the weirdness of the top level athletes of jujitsu? I'm not, but I am intrigued to do that now. Sure. Let's do it. So we're here at the Origin Immersion Camp and Dean was teaching a class, told a story, uh, and in that story, I thought was really interesting. He said he started wrestling when he was much younger, didn't enjoy it at all, had a year, came back to it a little bit later in life, obviously took really well to it, a lot of success. So we were talking on an unrelated topic um, that comes up all the time, and I was saying, you know, I wish I started 20 years ago. And Jeff had a good point when he said, I don't. Because if I started 20 years ago, I would have quit. So we're always trying to get new people to join and things. And we, and I thought I was old starting at 29. He thought he would kind of old starting at 46. I was. But, you know, it was the right time to start. And, I, you know, you hear it all the time. People aren't too old to start and just kind of want to get your thoughts on that. My goodness, that's a complicated uh, situation. What can I say? Let's, my goodness. You and, got me and there. relating it back, just so that, you know, relating it back to whenever you were telling the story, you were thankful that you had that wrestling experience. Like, you weren't ready for it then, but then later in life, you were thankful that you had that wrestling experience, yes. which I was too, because I had, you know, I wrestled for 14 years before I started doing jujitsu, you know? I think it's good that my dad introduced that to me because yeah. if, if it was not for him, 
I don't think I would have even gotten into grappling of any type. My goodness, that is a, that is a, a crazy question, but it's very common. Um, what is it that makes someone want to, or let's say stay with jujitsu? I said like a Brazilian, a jujitsu. Okay, <laughs> jujitsu, whatever, it doesn't matter. And folks, okay. he knows Portuguese, by the way. Eu aprendo um pouco, sometimes. So, I don't know what that is. Um, if someone had started earlier than they were ready for the sport, truth, they would quit the sport. It's not because they're soft or they're lazy. It's because they didn't want to do it. That's why a kid will quit the sport if they don't want to do it. And Jacau, Jacau will tell you much stronger than I would that you can't press it in too much, you know, to a kid. You can't, they'll quit. And you really can't, you can make your kid do it. And my dad was great. He introduced it to me, the wrestling. I did it. I didn't like it. But, you know, as far as I was, I was concerned, Saturday, I mean, doing 12 hours a day on the road in a van in the desert of California, that was kind of boring. That's what you did? Well, if you imagine, you leave at six in the morning, or no, four in the morning, you make weight at seven in the morning, you wrestle at nine, you're done around three in the afternoon, you get back. So it's about 12 hours a day. Yeah. That's your whole day as a kid. And you know, when you're a kid, 30 minutes seems like a long time. Yeah. Now that's like, that's a blink of the eye almost. So that's what it is. Or that's what I was. It's okay. It's great. My dad made me do that. He actually, he actually made me do that. It's <laughs> actually a good thing. It helped me. This is not a, a poor me. I was from a war ravaged family. Poor me. It's not that at all. But I grew up in Panama. Panama, and I grew up in Venezuela, specifically in Panama, in Central America. In 1989, it was in junior high, and I was a little little Caucasian kid who didn't speak Spanish, and we had an invasion, considered, uh, let's say, the lower level of warfare. The USA invaded the country, and... um, Noriega, right? Yeah, Noriega was, exactly, you're correct. He was the dictator. And before that, he was an ally of the USA, ended up selling, you know, being a trafficking of, of drugs, whatever the case is. Um, during the invasion, you know what, I'm talking off the top of my head, 8,000, 9,000 Panamanians died. And about 18 US citizens died. They're all sad. But I was going to a school where almost every kid I met had a family member who was killed by the USA, or maybe in the crossfire. So guess what? The anger was not directed towards the policy. It was directed to, to the little nerdy kid right in front of them, which was me. So that one year of wrestling helped me in fights, like more than you can imagine. And I had some serious fights. This is junior high. It's not in fourth grade or third grade. This is where, and listen, if, if this is not PC, fine. Cut me out of this, it's fine. Little white kid. <laughs> I didn't have any body hair at age 13. These little Latino boys, they did. <laughs> they were they were grown little men, man, they at age 13. Yeah. Puberty, yeah. Yeah. And they were they were fighting me. And I would fight hard. I mean, I was known as being a tough little kid, but that one year of wrestling 
I'm not saying it saved my life, but it saved me in many ways. And when I got into high school, I, I came back to the USA. I mean, I, I came back to wrestling. It was a good thing. And then at age 18 or 19, 18, I was heard, I heard about the sport Sambo, which is similar to Jiu-Jitsu. It's a Russian martial art. It's awesome. It's great. It's, it's a little closer to wrestling than Jiu-Jitsu, but it has the submission element. And for some reason, right away, I became the two-time national USA Sambo champion. I mean, at a young 18 or 19 years old. And then I started jujitsu, And that's why to this day, leg locks were something that appealed to me for whatever reason. But you aren't a leg lock specialist. <laughs> that was real funny. I know. That's kind of funny. I don't know. <laughs> no, my point was, <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay. This is like the eighth time I heard this, but I appreciate it because you make a good point. I don't want to be labeled as that because the typical person who says I am a leg lock specialist usually cannot pass the guard. They can't take you down. And they're a specialist. Maybe I'm a specialist, but I can pass your guard. I can get your back. I can, I can get an arm. I can get a choke. In my MMA career, I have a pretty high finish rate of my victories. I've only won two fights by decision. And I've never been stopped in a mixed martial arts fight. About one third of my submissions are the legs. About, about one third are chokes, triangles, or guillotines. And about one third are arm locks. So I do not discriminate at all. And there's no pun intended there. I do not discriminate. I think whatever is given to me, that is a victory by submission. And jiu-jitsu is the art of the gentle art. Not always so gentle. Taking your opponent down, getting around the dangerous legs. So it says the great John Donahue, get into a position where you can beat your opponent and then to submit your opponent. That is the art of jujitsu and legs, arms, neck. I have about one third, one third, one third, an equal representation of all the submissions you could imagine. I have that in my career. Yeah. And it's really cool too. Cause we just <clears throat> talked about, um, we had some, listeners send us questions and that was pretty much one of the questions. Would you want to be a specialist of any kind? And it's pretty clear you're about as good as it's going to get with footlocks, but that is a great point. I was not prepared for that question, but I will answer it. It's, that's actually really interesting because I, I get asked that a lot. I wasn't ready for that, but I can answer that if you would like Love it. being a specialist, you know, to get to a certain level of any, any job, think about it, outside of the box. It's great to specialize. But if you are lacking in the general prepare, preparedness of a job and you can only specialize or you're like a one-trick pony, same as Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a footlock guy, but I can't pass your guard. I can't sweep you. I don't know what the... I'm sure they know what the mount is. I can't take you down. Guess what? You're a specialist. How about... I have many bases covered, but I have a very strong emphasis in one area. I think that's great. What if I'm a jack of all trades with languages? You know, whatever I am, and, and I, I, I don't want to say too much about languages. I've lived all around the world. I've been to about 55 countries. I mean, that's more than the average person, I would assume. Yeah. Let's say, how about English? Do I speak English perfect? No. Do you? 
No. But we speak English at a competent level. You know, some doctorate who speaks English, that's his whole career. He would like clown us. And you know what? On a different level, there's comedians who could talk us under a bridge. Like we have no chance against a comedian, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But what about, how about a different language? How about, I would estimate, I speak three languages at a level where I can make jokes and I can argue and I can spell. So that's three, like, okay, I speak three languages that way. And I speak two different languages in the sense that I can have a conversation. And I speak probably two more where I can ask, uh, where, where, where is my hotel? That's about it, mm-hmm. you know? We get to a point where specialization. So if you're a specialist in one language, that's awesome. But you can't even speak, let's say even street level. Because you know, I speak Portuguese, but I've heard some people from, from the favela, which, which by the way, it means like the ghetto. I can't, I mean, I can understand a little bit, but the ghetto, and I'm saying that with all due respect, by the way, the ghetto pronunciation of Portuguese. And by the way, most Brazilians who are listening to this will probably be laughing right now because they will know. It's different than ghetto English even. It's stronger. Does that mean I don't speak Portuguese? Of course I do. So to specialize in one language is great. But overall, you want to have an overall understanding, in my opinion, of different languages, not just one. Okay, so in jujitsu, if I have a, a specialty of one move, that's incredible. But you'd be very surprised. Your mind is so, is so, it has the potential of learning so much. You, you are actually restricting yourself if you say, I am a specialist. That's why I said I'm not a specialist. Maybe I am a specialist. I would never say, even right now, I would never say I'm a specialist. I have a solid attack plan for the legs which combines with sweeps and guard passing. That's why I never say I'm a specialist. You're. Was, was that too long? No, that was, that was <laughs> really good. I mean, I feel yeah. bad for the people who listen to our answer on that. No, 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 <laughs> no, no what was wrong? No, I'm just saying if you identify as a specialist, awesome, but someone's going to figure out your specialty and stop it. But here it is, is that you're an expert in leg locks. I wouldn't use the word specialist. That's a better action. That's a, uh, wow. Right. So simple, but I never thought about that. Isn't right. that so ridiculous? I never thought about that. The simplicity of what you said. Because it's great. someone yeah. who specializes in leg locks and, sa- and says they specialize in leg locks may neglect other parts of their game. That's Whereas the point. you're an expert in leg locks Experts. and you're well-rounded in every part of the game. That is, sir, that is an incredible analogy. As simple as it is, which I appreciate simplicity, so wait, that's, that's incredible because you are right. If you have an expertise, it's incredible. But if you have a specialty and you neglect the other area of your game, you know, back to the languages. And this is some tips I give to people about, oh, how do I learn a language? And this is by coincidence, learning some language. I'm not like some badass language guy, but I speak several languages. So how do you learn a second language? How about by... What do you call it? What's the stone? Um, Rosetta? Yeah, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta. He's hey, not a Rosetta hey, Stone hey, consultant. It, it, it could, no, it, it could work. You know, I've never tried it. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong. But you know what you do? You work in a restaurant, let's say. Let's imagine, which is my case in San Diego, when I was a bus boy, when I was 18 years old, 
That's a hard job, by the way, I must say. Tip your bus, boys. Anyways, so the cooks are from Mexico. You learn how to order and ask for orders of a certain food in Spanish because they don't speak English, and you're starting to learn the language. But you can't ask about the aviation business yet because that's, that's one area of Spanish. You branch off later. Once you get down one area, you, don't spe- you, you can specialize in Spanish for restaurants. It does not mean you speak Spanish. So in this context, if I say I am a specialist of leg locks, but I can't say, oh, guard retention I have no idea what that is. It means I have a specialty, not an expertise. I like that, that analogy. It's awesome. I really like that. It's, it's a very, very simple, but awesome analogy. Expertise versus specialty. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. No, I, th- I think it's accurate. I think it's accurate in describing you. And uh, true or false, uh, Donaher came to you for leg locks. Yes and no. First of all, I very much appreciate John Donaher. For giving me some credit. I'm not even saying if I deserve it. I really think it's completely awesome. No one approached him or asked him or begged him. He said, he did this on his own accord. And that's the ultimate like compliment. And also the ultimate compliment to himself, really. Because no one, no one asked him that. And we had a conversation. We had several, not just one. We had several conversations. I know I said the 50% thing to him. I know I did for sure. I can't say I exactly remember that, but I know I did because that's what I would have said. <laughs> so I know <laughs> he gives you credit for it on Joe Rogan. Well, yeah, but he, he's a good man because most people wouldn't need to say that. And they could say that's my, my shit and they could do that. But he, he's a good man for doing that. I, I really appreciate that. And I can't believe the amount of attention I got from that. It's incredible really. And, but to be technically correct, that's 40% of the human body because it's leg, leg, arm, arm, head. But I'm sure I said 50%. <laughs> it's 42.5%. I didn't say that, of course. Ah, oh, man. I'll tell you, it's, it's incredible, you know, that the that someone has given me some kind of credit. And I'm not saying I deserve it, you know, because some of the things that I, I have won are the World Championship Abu Dhabi, which you could argue is the hardest title to get in, in, uh, in the world in submission arts. I, I have not, I was never instructed to do, but I came up with things, but I know people have done it before me. The 50, 50, I had no name for it. I won in 2003 with this position. I mean, after that, people started calling it the 50, 50. Ironically in Brazil, I speak Portuguese. People were saying on the internet, what's this uh, bullshit? This uh, gringo is doing this bullshit. This is terrible. This is not jujitsu. And I, I was kind of, I was kind of upset. I, I was watching. I mean, I won already. <laughs> I wasn't that upset, yeah, but right. but <laughs> I was. Um, cast a check, right? But I, but I looked. Well, I didn't cast a check yet. But uh, <laughs> I, that, that's a, that's a wire fee, sir. That's a wire. That's a, this is not a check. You, you have no idea. This is a certain sum of money. That come on, this is a different level, sir. Come on, come on now. Let's go down the. Let's go down the earth here. Right? So, so imagine. I was, uh, God, man, I see these uh, older Brazilian guys who I still respect to this day completely saying in Portuguese, 
oh my goodness gracious, what's the world coming to? This gringo comes down to our country, he's doing this bullshit that's not jujitsu. I was like, hmm, that's a shame. But I looked like on the on the table, I saw my gold medal was there, and I saw I saw I had a, I had a trophy. I had a trophy that said absolute world champion. I didn't feel so bad. I was like, it doesn't feel so bad. No, it was it wasn't so bad actually, right? But I was not given credit. And then four months later, three months later, I heard about there's a new move called the 50-50. And I'm like, what is that? What is that? And I look, oh, the position I won Abu Dhabi with. It's now a Brazilian position. Very interesting. You know what? Awesome. It's fine. It's great. So whatever I've done. Even if it's not uh, in my name, I'm sure I'm not the first person to have done this. But it's, it's you know what, it's a, it's a compliment. It's a compliment. I, I really appreciate that, that whatever I've done has been transferred to the next generation. And so if you knew uh, then what you know now, maybe you would have suggested it at the time that that position was originated from a Brazilian Oh, well, that would have been like overnight success. Like, oh, I learned this. Yeah, accolades. Can uh, you imagine the accolades you got? You know what's funny? No, it would have. But but the the thing is, the thing is, no one taught me that. And I've seen I've seen photos of people doing it in the past for sure. I would never say. And by the way, me saying this, I still got criticism that Dean Lucer said that he no. For like the one hundred and eighty seventh time, I never said I invented this. But. But before me, it was kind of a theoretical position. You know, the Um Plata was a theoretical position around 97, 97. No. Theoretical. No, it worked. Uh, oh, if that happened at a tournament, people were like, oh my God, that's the new move. And people take like a, like a video with the VHS re- fucking cassette <laughs> recorder. Right? Well, you know, yeah, over the shoulder. <laughs> it, it, it basically never happened. It was like, oh, that's the cool move. But now it's a refined martial art. And you know what? I was in Brazil in the year 2000 before iPhones. So anyone who, who was here younger, like, yeah, Dean's old. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm an old bastard. Okay. This is before iPhones. And you know what? Back there, we had internet capability, but it wasn't widespread. So there were actually libraries. There's, there's, there's actually a location around the world. It's called a library. And the thing is, they have books, which means has a spine and paper. So you have to, you have to actually t- uh, take your fingers and pull these pages across. It's, it's a library and a book. And I went to a library in Brazil. I was learning Portuguese. I was a damn nerd. And I, I was distracted. I saw Gladiadores Antigua do Mundo do Mundo Antigua. Maybe I'm off by one syllable. Sorry for Brazilians here. It means ancient gladiators of the old world, roughly. I was, I was a look at that shit because <laughs> I'm like 20 or 21 years old. And, um, looking through this book and I already knew what an um plata was and no one, it didn't really work back then in 97, 98. So in the year 2000, it was becoming more prevalent. I saw a picture in this book. I said, gladiators de India, the mundo antigua. So ancient gladiators of the old world from India, basically. So I'm looking for this and it has a picture of an Indian guy, a gladiator with like this knife contraption over his hand 
where they're standing on plata and looking up at the sky. It's a statue. It's a picture from 2,000 years old. That's an ancient move. That's not a new move. So I never said, oh, I am the first person to do 50-50. I can never be that conceited. Even if it was conceited, I cannot be that conceited because someone has done this. Probably in the Greek empire, the Romans, the Mongolians, who knows, someone has done this. But in today's world, no one did it until I did, as far as at a high level. And when I did it, suddenly it became the 50-50. And then one of my other Trump cards, and you know what, if someone's offended by that word, whatever, it's just a word. It means a card I can play to win a game. That's all it is. The 411, also called the honey hole. I used on one of the most impressionate, impressive, badass athletes in history, Rodolfo Vieira who I, I respect more than you can imagine. I didn't whip his ass. He was whooping my ass. And I had to pull this card out from my back pocket as if I had a pocket, but you understand. And I, I had to, I have to sacrifice the card. And after that, cause I did, I did get him. It was, maybe it was my day. Awesome. Yes, I agree. Maybe it was my day. After that, everyone started using the 411 or the honey hole or the saddle. Was that 2011, 2011, yes. ADCC? I played my cards correctly because I had, I had three. One was the 5050, one was the 411, and one was uh, a knee lock I got in the legendary Salo Hibero. And I used all three at the right time, thank God, and it worked out for me. So I have a card I can play. I have a losing hand, but I can win. I played them at the right time. I played them at the right time. I'm very thankful I was given these opportunities and thank God I played them at the right time. Yeah, no, that's, that's incredible. I remember uh, reading about that and, uh, and also about your Sambo championships. The, 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 the transition from Sambo to Jiu-Jitsu, because that was early on, right? That was your, that was 18, yeah. 19, right? That was 18, 18 and a half to that. Yeah, exactly. Yes. 18 and a half to 19. Yes. Then you went and trained with Fabio Santos. Correct. Fabio Santos was probably my biggest influence. Him. And you know, the thing is Jocko, Jocko Willink, my brother, he, he would not even admit this. And he, you know, Jocko would even say, not that I'm his instructor, but Jocko would say, I teach him. And maybe that's true partially, but Jocko teaches me too, man. Jocko, we're brothers, man. We're really good friends. And uh, the thing is, Jocko won't lie to you. <laughs> For all the faults that Jocko has, which is not saying a lot, it's not that many, but Jocko will not lie to you. So he will let you know this shit is bunk. It doesn't work. Or yes, that's legit. That's one of Jocko's favorite words. Legit. Legit. Yes. <laughs> So there we go. So I, I, I've, been, I've been very blessed to be around some good people. And Fabio Santos did teach me, I would estimate to this point, about 40% of what I know is from, is from Fabio Santos. I would estimate. Maybe less, maybe more, actually. Yeah. yeah. And what I've noticed then between last year and this year is uh, when you are teaching with Jocko, your guys' friendship really, I think... Uh, it helps a lot. Like I, I just, I think it's a lot of fun to watch you guys have fun when you're teaching, telling stories, yeah. telling jokes. I, I always, I, you know, there's always new people sometimes that come in and they're like, are taking it real serious and stuff. And like, I'll tell a joke and so, I don't know. I'm always having so much fun doing jujitsu. It's, it's that, a, there's a certain type of humor, right? Yeah. If you don't have the same humor, you know, guy, girl, this, that, whatever, even though the same humor, 
mm, it doesn't work out that well, you know? You know, I don't know, it's it's crazy. Like, like Jocko, he, man, he knows my style so well. He knows me so well that he's one of the few, not the only, but one, actually he's to the extreme of anyone in the world. But there's other people, maybe four others in the world that they know my style so well, that's a problem. But this helps me in the long run to get stronger and better. And also he's put with you this, this training before that. I'm not saying that I have, I've had the most heart training in my life uh, in a juice athlete, but almost, this is like Navy's. I'm not saying it's like, Oh, to get publicity. Jocko is among Navy seals. He's considered harsh. Well, she is. He demands like a, a high level of excellence. He's had me do some things that I'm talking. It's almost like cruel and unusual punishment. It actually, it actually, it actually is. It's, I mean, it's kind of funny. I agree. I kind of can smile because in a sadistic way or a masochistic way, like I can laugh at myself. It's almost cruel and an unusual punishment. It's true. That's how Jocko has ruled, but he means it in a good way to help me. It's not because. Well, he probably likes hurting me, actually. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> but he means to help me in the long run, you know? Sure. He really does. So I'm I'm very blessed. Well, not in the feeling of feeling, like, let's say, comfortable. <laughs> but as far as having someone who believes in you and wants to help you, I'm very blessed in that way, actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, agreed. And, and and I'll reiterate that. We're here at the Origin Immersion Jiu-Jitsu Camp, and just the way you guys play off each other whenever you're doing any teachings, the stories that you tell, you know, um, the story you told about the defense of the leg locks. This was last year. It wasn't this year. Oh, what is that? The foot defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that, <laughs> that actually, okay. I guess I have to describe it then. I guess I have to because yes, you please. brought it up. What happened is... Uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes you have a situation and you have it. I think it's pretty good. It's working out. Okay. And then sometimes someone does something that drastically changes the course of your life with something that's so tacky and terrible. You would not even know how to deal with it until it happens to you. It's a life altering experience that has happened to me. And how do I deal with this? Like, am I a survivor or am I, am I upset about this or can I accept this or can I change reality? What can I do? Well, if I have someone in a footlock, what used to happen? Well, actually what used to happen is they would tap. I would win and win and win and win right. over and over. I've won so many tournaments, done, 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 done. But not many people had this evil capacity to, to press the boundary of comfort. Not uh, even comfort. Um, it, I would say of, uh, of, of decorum. Maybe or, or, or tragedy, perhaps. Could be tra yeah, I would describe so, it as tragedy. So what happened was, there's a man named Fernando Margarita Bonch. And he is a badass in history 
and he's my friend to this day. But for a while, he was not my friend. <laughs> there was a moment I hated this man more than anyone else in the world. <sighs> How would I describe this without getting too technical? And just <laughs> okay, we're so, not going to get anatomical, folks. All we're going to do is we're going to uh, say different areas. This man, this man, this man. I would go over a footlock. Well, I used to get him in submission. He would tap. And Brazilians go, they go, I, that's how they yell. That's how, it's cultural. It's fine. I made the mistake of making fun of him for this detail. I, which is, by the way, in USA, that's not, not considered manly. Because guys and girls from Brazil go, I, and guys and girls from USA go, ow. And guys and girls from uh, like China go, E, which I, but I know this for sure because I fought guys from China. I'm not saying I won or I lost. I'm saying like they, that's how they yell. <laughs> or maybe they lost. <laughs> Probably. They lost it. It's possible. So 100%. let's just move on. <laughs> that's fucked up. I shouldn't have said that. Okay. So, so I, I would get him in a footlock and he'd be I and I was making fun of him, which I should not have done. I should I agree. He went back to Brazil. He came back and he said, Hey Dean, you want to train? And I was like, Yeah, sure. I got him in a footlock. He put his foot in an area which no man should ever do ever in the history of the sport and push very hard. It was terrible. I do not recommend anyone ever does this, okay? But it happened to me. And if I could reach just one person, <laughs> my time here is, is validated, okay? <laughs> he did this to me. I survived it. I got out of it. And but Folks, Dean, just so, so you guys know, uh, listening at home, Dean's a little traumatized by this. It's still to this day. I can see it on his face right now. Okay. I kind of want to like hurt someone. Well, I, I would never do that. I'm just saying like, I had the feeling like I have to talk to someone. But yeah, no, no. We're going to get through this. So what the BJJ campaign's here for. And folks, if you didn't know what it was, what this gentleman did, this abomination of a man did, was he actually took his toe? Got that bastard! He put the toe in the rock and he pushed it hard. I want to kill the bastard. Uh, in the nether regions of Dean's, uh, you want to call it nether region? I call it special region. God damn it! It's not funny. You want to laugh at it? It's not. Fun. God damn you! Listen, the bastard. Listen. He put his toes there. He pushed, and I let go because. What else should I do? I'm not that type of, I, I just can't, I can't handle that. Okay. I'm not, I'm not used to that. Nothing wrong with it. If people so, enjoy it. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> I completely agree. If right. they enjoy it, it's fine. It's right. good. No problem. Right. But I'm weak in that area. Okay. <laughs> He's not a specialist in that area. I'm not, I'm not a specialist. <laughs> so it's just, it's just. That listen, you know when you get like a video game, you get like a character, you give like twenty points. You can put like intelligence, strength, whatever. Well, <laughs> well, in that area, I got a zero. <laughs> so my character development was very fragile in that one specific region. I just let go. I feel like I'm like, bro, you can fucking just escape. It's gone. It's done. So. He, I went from getting him every day in footlocks, and this is a real champion, by the way, Fernando Margarita Ponch. Fer, Fernando 
His last name was Spadpontes. Legitimate, real champion. He was men's absolute mundial champion. He's on the level with Roger Gracie. I'm very blessed. Well, not for that activity. <laughs> but... <laughs> But to have a man of this level as my training partner, I mean, I'm very blessed for that. But I figured out, I mean, I can't let this scumbag get away from this shit. I can't let it happen. So I figured out how to move my foot to stop that angle where that could possibly exist. And because of this screwed up story, it made my foot locks into a world level thing. And because of him, I, I seriously think really because of him and what he, that abuse he gave to me. I mean, I, that's why I was Abu Dhabi. Absolutely. Champion. Physical abuse. It's all, it's, it is both. It is both, you know, in 2002, I believe he was the men's absolute mundial champion. And just by coincidence, 2003, I was men's absolute world Abu Dhabi champion, uh, which means on paper, I'm not saying I was on paper, I was the best grappler on the planet of all weights for two two years. I mean, I mean I'm not saying I was, but it's, it's what paper. I meant. Makes sense. Paper, yeah. Because that guy was tough, man. And, and the thing is, it was a good day for me in 2003, you know? So, hey, you can find something that's terrible and insulting and it's, it's bad, and you can find a way to make it into something you're not impervious to, but something that you're not vulnerable to. I think that's a good thing about so, jujitsu in general. So I may just start doing that to Jeff to try to make him better. <laughs> that's what I took away from the story. I won't that, Phil. That's what I, I took away from this entire story. And, and, and I'll relate it back to uh, Gordo whenever he was injured and had to go with half guard. So Dean, Dean sustained an injury from this and had to figure out how to make the door stop such that his leg locks we're not specialists, but yeah. expert. Well, uh, <laughs> so Fernando Margarita Ponchi, or Pontese, if you're from Spain or something, um, you know, he came back, realized I went from getting him maybe every day in Fulux to zero chance because he would put his toes and his foot in an area I could not hold it. It's, I, once again, I'm not talented in that that uh, spe- specification of life. Zero in the power of that. Yeah. So my points were spent in the wrong area, apparently. <laughs> to where, like, you know, now I, I can't do this anymore. But I figured out the change, my legs, where he cannot do this. So he came back. Access was denied. Access was completely denied. But he tried. He tried. God bless him. He tried so hard, but it did not work out for him. Um, and then my leg locks worked again. Now I could have taken the easy way out and be like, the leg locks, they, 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 they don't work anymore. Or I could have figured out a way to make them still work. I chose option B and I did that. And it actually worked out. I mean, we're kind of like laughing. It's 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 hilarious. The thing is, as insulting as it is, it is kind of funny. And the thing is, now, yeah, oh, you're right. <laughs> oh, 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 by the way, at, at that time, at the time, he does me like the second time. I went to my locker to get my. I put my gloves on because I was gonna like really hurt him. 
but I had, I'm not saying I had tears in my eyes or maybe I did because I don't, I can't see myself from the third point of view. No, it's a true story. And Fabio Santos, my, my coach, which I man, we're all good now. We're, we're good friends. Uh, he came out, Hey Dean, what's wrong? I'm like, Margarita, he, he put his toes and he pushed and, 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 and I was talking like that. And this is my impression. Probably was worse. But I was, I was gonna like, I was doing MMA already. I was gonna like fight him. Margaret, he he can fight, but I was like, that's what I'm doing now. Father goes, Dean, stop. I'm like, what? Go, Dean, sit in the corner and calm down. I'm like, but Margaret, he he didn't apologize. Hey, Margaret, are you sorry? Hey, Dean, I'm sorry. I'm like, motherfucker! And I was so upset because I know he it wasn't a real sincere apology. No, it <laughs> we have many more stories, but I, whatever. But, you know, it's actually the truth. The truth is, uh, I faced opponents such as Sal Ibero, who's one of the best in history, Marcio. Pano Cruz, one of the best in history. Cacareco, Alejandro Ferreira Cacareco, the best in history. Really, these are... And Machado. Also, and if it wasn't for... I'm not saying specifically this detail, but if it wasn't for me hanging out and training with Margarita, you know what? I would not be where I am today. I'm not even saying anything special about me today, but I have overcome certain things. And um, I'm, I'm very grateful for even if it sounds bad, you know, these things that hopefully I have made into a positive thing. I'm, I'm actually very grateful for it. Yeah, completely. Well, Dean, well, you uh, hear all the time, like they're not the right body type for this technique. And indeed, we, we really appreciate, we appreciate your instruction. Um, this, you being a part of this origin immersion jiu-jitsu camp it's incredible last year i loved it you know i'm just trying to get phil really interested in leg locks he's not interested at all but however having said that uh just know that your 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 instructions appreciated your your humor is appreciated and that that um that you teach a lot of people and you work with jocko who is yeah. Jacquin. 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 No, no. Jacquin. Jacquin. Oh, it's not bad. <laughs> no, use your nose. Jacquin. Jacquin. Oh, you're getting there. That is a big improvement. Brother. That's a big improvement. All the Brazilians will appreciate that. Je, well, last time. Jacquin. Jacquin. You're trying to hard now. <laughs> no, I just teased it. No, that was actually, it's actually pretty good, actually. All right. So continue. Right? But, but uh, you know, who Pete said... His maybe the third. I believe it. Most, I believe it more than that. I think the, it's his second most. The influential. Hey, he might be number one. Uh, I don't know. Hey, Him man. And Joe Rogan, hey, right? And Him and Joe Rogan. I don't know. Okay, okay, they're close. Okay. Dude, but Jock, but Jocko's, uh, Joe Rogan's on the mat, but he's not filming things on the mat. Right. They're close. I know. Yeah. I know Joe Rogan. I, I like Joe Rogan a lot, actually. He, he's he also talked highly of you in your USC fights. No, no, no. I talk highly of him too because because yeah. he's awesome. And you know what? They're, they're uh, tied. Who, who knows who's maybe? I don't know. It's week to week. By the and, way, Jocko is the one who got me to do jujitsu when awesome. I was over a hundred pounds overweight two and a half years ago. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, and, and he's transformed my life. And and so I just I want you to know that that we appreciate you making the journey here. We appreciate uh, 
the history and the sport that you've yeah. had. And I want to give you an opportunity to uh, to share with our listeners your Instagram, any way that they can contact you. Sure, sure, sure. Of course. Well, listen, anyone who's beginning or maybe listening to this podcast and thinking I'm an awkward guy, well, actually, you're probably kind of correct. <laughs> I am, you know, but then again, like some girls like that, so it's not so bad, right? <laughs> Best follow on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. I will tell you that right now because he puts up some shit that is hilarious. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just weird. Hilarious. No, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> Love it. It's mostly a little sadistic, like, but not, but not like sick, sick, sadistic. It's no. kind of like it's funny stuff, yeah. It's funny yeah. sadistic, yeah. yeah. Because, I don't know, it's just the way it is. Well, anyways, anyone... Listen, who's looking to do jujitsu or not, or whatever, who likes a crazy sense of humor, my uh, Instagram, my IG, right, is uh, Dean Lister, D-E-A-N-L-I-S-T-E-R-B-J-J, which stands for Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Not, it's not Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jitsu. Brazilian style, yeah. They, that's my, that's my, it's at Dean Lister, BJJ. And you, if you're in the San Diego area, I highly encourage you to go to Victory MMA. Uh, they've got an incredible facility. My buddy, uh, Doug Schluter, he actually uh, trains up in San Clemente, but he's uh, going to be traveling a lot to San Diego. He, he said you guys are very reasonable. He's, gonna, he's just going to get a, a membership there at, at Victory as well. So, um, you know, at, at Victory, we have kimono, which means gi, right, for English, and uh, no gi. We have MMA, mixed martial arts. We're not a, a bruiser fight gym, but as far as I'm concerned, you should always keep in mind, what if it was a fight? What if someone's trying to even kill you? Mm-hmm. Not like walk around like that all the time, but you should know some things. Boxing, kickboxing is a great facility. Jockow, or Jocko, is a... Uh, the biggest representative of the gym. Maybe I'm up there as well. And uh, anyone's welcome to come by and train in San Diego. It's a uh, three, six, six, six midway drive. And that's uh San Diego, California, nine, two, one, one, zero victory mixed martial arts, victory MMA. I look forward to seeing y'all soon. Thank you, Dean. And, uh, Phil, tell the listeners how they can support us. And, and we've given uh, Mr. Dean Lister one of our BJJ campaign T-shirts that is his. And they can buy those at BJJCampaignPodcast.com. And also they can get a patch. And also you can join the Facebook group. We're doing a um, bunch of pictures this week. We'll have videos and whatnot from Origin. Um, uh, Facebook.com slash BJJ Damn it, the feeling's nice, but my nipples look very hard in the, in the shirt. What's you giving me, God damn it? You're going to make me look crazy in front of my students. My female students are going to file complaints and file with the police department with me. God damn it, I can't wear this shirt. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better, each and every day. Get out there and do it. Me, Phil, Dean Lister. One last thing. Yes. Anyone who's like, oh, jujitsu, do it first. Anyone who's thinking like, that kind of sucks, that's why you should do it. Because if you want to do it and it sucks, and you don't like it, okay, fine. You gave it a chance. It's not in your head. And you can stop anytime you want. But... If you're the right type of person, you like it, 
Maybe not at first, but you try it out and you like it and it will change your life. It will become a new person, male or female. And God bless you all. And good night. Thank you, Dean. Appreciate your time here. Anyway, get out there and do jujitsu, folks. Peace. This episode of the BJJ Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Speed Pro East Bay in Alameda, California, in the heart of the San Francisco Bay Area. They're the source for premium visual solutions to spruce up your interior space. From window decals and wall murals to conference room graphics and directional signage, create a work environment that is tailored to your brand. They'll not only print your custom graphics, but do installation as well. Visit eastbayspeedpro.com. That's E-A-S-T-B-A-Y-S-P-E-E-D-P-R-O.com. And mention the BJJ Campaign Podcast for 15% off your first order. Also, Eddie is a jiu-jitsu guy, so folks go out there and support him. To feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.